So, a couple things before we get started. Okay. Um, the truck show. Wanted to mention that we are planning on being at the truck show this year. Mm-hmm. And right now, if they register, anybody that wants to go to the show, again, register before March 1st. You got one more week to do this. Mm-hmm. If you go to any registration place, or you can find ours on our page, but our promo code is NEP18. Mm-hmm. That gets you in free. If you don't register before the first. You're going to have to pay. You're going to have to pay. And, you know, some of you think, oh, well, I'm not going to go, blah, blah, blah. And then next thing you know, you're going by the show. Hey, do you mind if I stop dispatcher? And You just never know. Yeah. So you re- don't know. Register. Even if you don't show up, at least you're registered. That's the cool part about it. Mm-hmm. Um, also, I wanted to mention this Freedom Convoy that, you know, they, they've been building up and. I know Canadians have been doing it for a while. The cops started busting it up the other day, but they're planning on a convoy across America mm-hmm. March 1st. Yeah, they got that. a bunch of stops, and it's going to be a peaceful protest. So, you know, if you're going to support them, they, they ask that you get up on bridges and wave. If If they're stopping in your area, maybe you'll have some care packages to give them. Also, they're saying that you might want to stock up in the groceries because you never know, Ruthann, if this convoy turns into something, you know, big. If it mm-hmm. does, you know, the grocery shelves could be get low. So they're saying go ahead and stock up on. Yeah, they're looking out for 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 us in case something happens that's not in their control. Right. So yeah, the other truck drivers are saying, yeah, we 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 don't we don't want to cause any grief, and uh, you know, make sure you guys are all ready just in case. So that's what I thought I'd give a little shout out for that. <laughs> so today on Talk CDL, we've got a couple dun, things. Dun, dun, you, know, dun, dun, dun. you know, I've got an article by a couple lawyers that I read. I want to talk about it today. It's about the causes of accidents. We know that most of the time an accident happens, it's because of a car. But this article covers if it's the trucker's fault, this is normally the cause of the accident. Well, I'm going to, before you start your little segment, I wanted to mention real quick that you've seen going down to Miami this week, a real cool, where you're like wanting to know what happened. So if a driver was going down Miami and you started going into a slide through the median, Troy said that the guy started doing a slide, got into the median, but corrected and came back up. No accident, no nothing. Miraculously, nobody got hurt. And, hey, good job on that. Yeah, it was uh, on the Florida Turnpike. And I was actually on the phone talking to, I can't even remember what, I was talking to some company. And I was I was not driving. And all I heard was my our daughter, Hunter, she was driving. I was going down to Miami with her. And she goes, oh, my gosh, Dad, look at that truck. It, and, and I looked up, and there was a tractor trailer, like, sliding sideways in the medium and I'm like it was really weird because I mean I'm, I'm glad nothing happened it was really weird because I didn't decide to take my dash cam that day and he's coming After right I told him many times as as we looked up and somehow you know he did the right thing he didn't mm-hmm. jerk the wheel or anything like that he just kind of went in and corrected it went straight straightened out and then came back up on the uh, turnpike. 
But man, you should have seen the dirt and the dust was just flying everywhere. So I would I don't know if he was empty or loaded, but I know he probably emptied out during that and got a load in this. <laughs> yeah, because well, I think everybody would have done that. Well, I'm not talking about that load. <laughs> I'm not talking about him shitting his pants. I'm talking about his uh, trailer. I got well, it. if he if he did have a load in his trailer, and I should say poop instead of. Anyways, yeah, he's got some quirks when it comes to Language. using the restroom. Yeah, so so anyways, if he had like even a half a load in his trailer, probably had freight everywhere. Oh my gosh, yeah. So hopefully, when he got to where he was going, you know, they didn't look at the load and go, "What happened here?" <laughs> okay, those but. darn lumpers. <laughs> but good job on straightening that out with no accidents. Yeah, I mean, I actually have a picture of the truck. I didn't catch what who it was. It was a blue, a blue truck. Um, everything just happened so fast. You just didn't have time. So anyway, so I've got a uh, some information on that. Got an inf- some information on a, a trucker that was kidnapped, and overheard them talking about killing him. Yeah, they actually got one of the guys. Um, also, an airplane hit a tractor trailer the other day, and caused it to flip. So just a couple things we want to talk about, but. Like I said, mainly I want to talk about, oh, you know what else I want to talk about today? Roundabouts. I'm still stuck on the trailer getting hit by a plane. (laughs) But yes, I'm very excited to hear what your stories are today. Yes, roundabouts. I want to talk about roundabouts. Who has the right of way in roundabouts? And uh, other than that, we are uh, all set to kick this podcast off. How about we start off with a sponsor? Sounds good. How about we just start at the top of our, our little thingy there, and we'll just talk about national carriers. National carriers. You know, national has about 400 and some trucks. They're looking to lease Kenworth T680s out. They have fully loaded Kenworths. They're fast. They don't do broker loads, so you're always loaded. It's a percentage contract. If you're interested in becoming a lease driver, call them at 888-311-7076. Also take on a few students. And then you could turn that into a lease after you've been a company guy for a short time, very short time. Yeah, they just want to make sure that you um, that you know how you're doing it and make sure that you're going to succeed. Yep. Okay. Onward we go. Onward we go with the show. So, where am I at here? Well, I could say start with. Well, let's let's just talk about this plane crash. It was kind. Of, um, the, now, the pilot was killed, obviously. Ooh, okay. Right, and this happened in North Carolina. It says federal officials are investigating a fatal plane versus semi-truck crash that occurred in North Carolina on Wednesday evening. The incident occurred after 5 o'clock, uh, February 16th, in Lexington, North Carolina. And uh, he said a 43-year-old pilot, Raymond Ackley, attempted to take off from the Lexington Davis County Airport and crashed into the rear end of a semi-truck traveling on I-85. Into the rear end. So he didn't hit him in the side and the top where I was thinking he hit him in the back end. Yes, correct. And and if you think about it, that was probably the best place he could have been hit. You know what I mean? Like if, if he would have been hit into the cab or something, the trucker might be dead himself. Mm-hmm. The tanks, anything could have happened more. Yeah, I mean, you know, there's some accidents that... People are famous for. And if you think about, I mean, you know, prayers for the pilot's family and all, and for the trucker. But think about different accidents that happen. We'll be talking about accidents today, ironically. But how many people can say in their tractor trailer they were hit by a plane? Well, I mean, 
Can you imagine the interview? Okay, do you have any accidents, incidences? Yes, I was rear-ended. Okay, you're rear-ended? Yes. By a Cessna. By a plane. Right. And he's going to have to be really cool and like play, playing it off like, yeah, but plane hit me. <laughs> yeah. I, you know, sometimes a company will blame a, a truck driver for accidents that really weren't, weren't his fault. This I would is love, proof. <laughs> yeah, my, my thing would be, I would love to, well, actually, I don't want to see it happen, but it'd be interesting to see on someone's DAC or higher right, it's a preventable. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. What could he have done to prevent it? Right. While yeah. traveling on what he he was on eighty five. Yeah, on I eighty five. It's like okay, so shouldn't have been there. That's the only thing I could hear him saying. So, anyways, that's a little uh, little story on airplane hits tractor trailer. What a feather in his hat. Okay, moving on, Ruth Ann. Carter Lumber. Let's mention Carter Lumber real quick. Okay. Uh, they have like 166 locations. They're looking strictly for local drivers only. And if you have a Class A CDL or a Class B CDL, Carter Lumber is the company for you. Uh, www.carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. They just want you to go there and fill out. It's like this little short form. And then they'll go ahead and start processing you and getting you in. Um, check them out. Odds are they have a location near you. Mm-hmm. Local home everyday job, carterlumber.com forward slash talk CDL. What do you want to talk about, Ruthann? I want to find out the story before that one you had mentioned. Which one was that? The one after, before the plane. You had mentioned about a. Uh, oh, the trucker kidnapped. Yeah. Okay, uh, let's, let's talk about that. A trucker was kidnapped. It says he was held hostage as the thieves discussed whether to kill him. A man has been arrested after allegedly stealing a semi-truck and kidnapping its driver in Tennessee earlier this month. Oh, so it, because see, I was trying to figure out how he got kidnapped. It wasn't at like a, see, I was thinking like they yanked him out at his tractor at a truck stop. You know, I kind of played it off really good in my head. Like I had a whole movie going on and it wasn't that. They wanted his load. Well, I don't know. I didn't get to that yet. Okay, see, that's me playing my movie out of my head. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. I'm already like five, 45 minutes into the movie. <laughs> okay, so it says the incident occurred on Friday the 9th of February at a marathon gas station on Lamar Avenue in Memphis, Tennessee. According to uh, the news, it says the truck driver told police he was sitting in his parked rig at the gas station when a man knocked on his cab door, the trucker refused to open the door, but then heard gunshots and the passenger window shatter. Mm. Yeah. So he let, so then he let the man in. It says another man soon appeared and was let into the truck as well. So now there, there's three people in the truck now, two kidnappers and a trucker. It says one of the men started driving the truck while the other struck the trucker several times in the head and demanded money while searching the cab of the truck. One of the men had a gun. <laughs> so, I mean, this is kind of a crazy story, but it's it's very true. It's already been verified. One guy's been arrested. It, it says the men eventually stopped the truck at an unknown area near Lamar and Airways and forced the driver out of the rig. The two men then took his Seiko watch worth $500, his wedding ring worth 1000 bucks, and his iPhone, which was worth $800, and his driver's license and credit cards. 
says the two men then forced the trucker back into the rig and drove uh, drove him to a home where he was held against his will for hours. During that time, the two men discussed whether or not to kill him. That is like something that's, you know, I said I was playing the movie in my head. That's a, that's like a total movie. That is, this guy can go and make a movie out of what happened to him. Right. Well, Dude, make a movie. Well, I'm, there, this probably could be a movie, like yeah. you said. And then it said they, they also discussed what to do with the furniture. I guess this is what he was hauling, furniture. So it says they eventually, um, eventually the trucker was transported to another location in a pickup and dropped off. So the, I guess they decided, you know, like a, this is where criminals get really stupid. I think he was stupid when they shot out his window, but you know, you can say. Well, yeah, that's stupid. Kidnapping, armed, armed robbery, all that they stuff. They didn't have a plan. Well, the the worst part is when they, they, remember that old expression, dead men tell no tales? Mm-hmm. It's like, okay, but you know who does tell tales? All the, all the CC, what are they called? CC. Um, CCMs or whatever the co- the coverage, the hidden hidden cameras that are all over the country. Oh oh oh, oh yeah, the, CCV, the traffic cams and stuff. CCTV or something like that. So most people don't even realize. I think I read something recently where the average person is recorded hundreds of times in a day, just by dr- just driving down through a town. Most businesses now have cameras watching you, gas stations. Um, other ATMs, ATMs, people with their phones are walking around. Somebody has you on recording in a day. So if you decide to kidnap or do something stupid, and then you say to yourself, well, dead men tell no tales. Remember this, the camera that recorded you that day is probably going to tell on you. Mm -hmm. So they were actually smart enough not to kill the trucker. It says they, they, uh, eventually dropped him off, um, at a, another location it says the trailer was found at 3rd and Weaver the next day. It still had furniture inside. Then it says this, on February 15th, police spoke with the trucker who said uh, the estimated value of the truck was fifty-three grand, and the load of furniture is worth another seventeen grand. That same day, police were called to a Walmart in Winchester, right? It says uh, uh, about a man attempting to shoplift several items. Police arrived and identified this shop uh, shoplifting man as James Smith. Officers found him uh, standing outside of the running tractor with the door open. So he was using the guy's truck now as a getaway car. Because <laughs> they can move really fast in the beginning, right? right. Y'all get away really quick. <laughs> right. So there he is using the, the, the I guess, the bobtail as a getaway vehicle. And he's out there and he was talking to a woman it said police took uh, took him into custody, spoke with him, and he admitted to being the guy that fired the shot through the tractor trailer's window. Oh, he's the one with the gun then. Right. and But then he said he only did this. Here's what he, his excuse was. He said he claimed the uh, that he only drove the truck because he thought that someone had been shot and he wanted to help. Oh, my gosh. He's the one that was shooting the window. What's... <laughs> Okay. <laughs> he, he, here's what it says. It says, he claims the trucker told him to drive it. Oh, yeah, yeah. The trucker's going to say, hey, you know, get come, me out of here. Come drive my truck. <laughs> but, but no, so anyways, this t- to me, again, I, you know, if 
this is just dumb criminals. You know, you, you this is and this is why they're they're criminals because they are stupid. When when you do things like this, stupidity gets at its heightened level. You know what I'm saying? It's just amazing. But you know what I was thinking? This guy, I, I we were reading on a blog the other day, and um, when he says we, he's meaning Troy and Trey. Yeah, that's my split personality, as you call me. Um, mm-hmm. But but what happened was. I was reading this blog, <laughs> and it, it was about concealed carry. Mm-hmm. And like um, this one guy wrote, well, one guy wrote, are truckers allowed to carry? And another guy that's a truck driver said, yes, but you have to keep it locked up and separate it. And, and so what he didn't realize was, and, and I politely told him, I said, listen, if you go on legal heat, you know, that's the, the site you use because mm-hmm. we're carriers, mm-hmm. you know, as far as pistols go. Legal carrying. If you go on there, it shows it's like 37 or 38 states that recognize your... Um, concealed carry permit. Concealed carry permit. I mean, we did an interview on Donnie, if you remember him, that uh, the crazy trucker Donnie. <laughs> yeah. And he had a sawed-off shotgun behind the seat, concealed, right? And he's been pulled over. And and literally the the cops will they never have done anything about it because he has it legally in his truck. Now I would tell you, for those that have a company, because a lot of companies say no pistols, no firearms allowed. Mm-hmm. I, and I'm, I'm look, I'm not advocating for anybody to break company rules, but there's a reason it's called concealed carry. Mm-hmm. See, you the the way you can be arrested with that gun. Is have it sitting out on the seat or the dash? Mm-hmm. Okay, the or way clipped on the side, like instead of concealed. Right, and again, I'm not here to tell you to break rules, but there's a lot of companies that say we don't. We have a no carry policy, but at the same time, wink, wink, we don't check. Well, the way you can get caught is when you're at the shop, and you have your gun sitting out to where the shop guy gets in to check the mileage, and he sees a gun sitting in your truck, and then he tells on you. Mm-hmm. All I'm saying is. It's called a conceal. I'm going to say this again. It's called a conceal carry. You legally can bear arms in 38 states legally and not get in trouble. Now, it's up to you. And that's that's not just going by your concealed carry permit. It's also going by the federal regulations that you're allowed to do it because it is legal for truck drivers to have a CDL and it inside of the tractor because of them going over state lines. That was one of the questions Use legal heat. It goes over all that. Yeah, and actually, I've recently seen a petition where they're trying to get a special carry permit for truckers. I did hear that, so right. that it would cover everything. That they don't have to worry about it. All those states. And I would tell you, if you're a trucking company and you have a no carry gun rule in your truck, you're you might be heating up for a legal fight yourself when the truck driver. Well, you're taking away the people's amendment. Is well, a truck driver is legally able to carry, okay. Mm-hmm. And when somebody says, "Well, my rule is you can't have it here or there," well, it's not private property. Well, let me ask a you: a truck, your truck is not private property if the guy's living in it, obviously. Right. But yeah, it's his home. But what I don't understand is now if I owned, you know, a tractor with the trailer with the load in it, yeah, I might have insurance. But I would want, if that driver is comfortable with a gun, I would want them to have that ability to not only protect themselves, but also protect the tractor, because that's what they're going to be doing. I mean, they're going to be protecting their the, the whole thing. I would want that. 
Well, I, here's here's the way I look at it too. Let's say I own a trucking company, right? Oh yeah, we both own one. Yeah, <laughs> you own your own. <laughs> but anyways, my trucking company would allow drivers to carry. Why? First off, they've already been checked out through yes. th- through the gun check uh, the. Fingerprints, uh, the and fingerprints, so forth to get yeah, the that whole nine yards. You got to go through all that, and they check you out, and and they say you're, you know, at that point, the state or whoever is the one checking you out is already deeming you okay to carry that gun. You know, now that doesn't mean you are a great guy and can carry a gun. It just means that you've been checked out. Well, to me, that takes a lot of liability away from me. Mm-hmm. Number two, I'm going to say this. I'm not going to go telling somebody that they can't do something that they are legally able to right. do. The amendment. Right. So The right to bear arms. Right. If, if, if they're legally able to carry in your state and you tell them they can't, I, I almost think... You're a hypocrite. Well, I almost think that someday that could you know build up to be a lawsuit. Yeah, I guess I, a hypocrite's not the proper word I use. I know a trucking company that told me, listen, Troy, we, we don't allow carrying guns he said but guess what everybody in the office here has a gun in their pocket in the entire dispatch office everybody has a gun and we don't check for drivers if they have a gun wink wink mm-hmm. it's just the policy is no so for their own i guess i don't Probably know the insurance reasons well they they must think there's some kind of legal protection by saying no guns mm-hmm. so wink wink they tell everybody look we don't want you carrying guns but we're never going to check Mm-hmm. So that means you're allowed to carry, but we're not saying you're allowed to carry. Mm-hmm. And so there's got to be more to it on their point. We should find out. Anyways, moving on. Moving on. Moving on. How about uh, we, we uh, talk about Load Smart for a second? The break even calculator. And it's actually Camion's, K A M I O N S, Camion's break even calculator. Mm-hmm. Hey, listen, if, if I was a big trucking company, even, I would download this. Hey, it's just, I think it's so smart. Well, there's a lot of trucking, there's a lot of um, truck drivers that have failed at lease purchasing. And if if I'm a, a company that has a lot of lease purchasing, I'm going to tell, I'm going to download it and I'm going to say, look and see, you know, what they're actually doing for you. But from what I'm understanding, this will show you what you're doing wrong. Right. And how to profit more, which is more money in your pocket. Right. So... If I was a trucking company or a truck driver, it's all free. It's uh, If you go to camion.io forward slash talk CDL, hit the free download, and this will help you. It's K-A-M-I-O-N dot I-O forward slash talk CDL. And it's a calculator that will show you how you're doing with your business, right. whether you own a fleet or you own one truck. Um, make your drivers get it. Well, what it does is it helps you see exactly where you're lacking to have that that the amount that you're making go from red to green whether it be that you waste too much time doing something or not time but money on certain things or your maybe your downtime's taken away i don't know exactly how the drivers are going to be working it but i would definitely have this okay moving on Moving on. Moving on. So, what are we going to talk about now on Talk CDL? I can give you an interesting fact. Sure, go ahead. Caffeine is a natural pesticide. (laughs) Really? Yeah. So, 
if you have farmers aren't the only ones that are, are interested in keeping the bugs away. So what they do is they get the um, caffeine, the chemical that is, it, it, it's derives from the natural pesticides that disturbs the permit, the behavior and the growth of the insects and their larvae state. So what happens is if you're able to get your hands on natural caffeine, I think it's like a leaf or whatever. If you're able to do that, or even in drops, I probably think that you could purchase them and put a couple of them in. Um, evidently they are good for keeping away mosquitoes, tobacco, hornworms, milkweed, bugs, mealworms, and other pests. Some of them even. Go ahead. I just, I wanted to make sure. So it's, um, aside from the coffee and tea plants that naturally include caffeine are C it's K O L A like cola, guanara, and yerba mat. It's interesting that the things we love also are deadly. Hey, you know what? I, I actually kind of thought that myself. You know, I'm like, okay, I kind of like caffeine. So to kind of like caffeine and realize that it keeps bugs away, I thought I'm pretty good at that then. Okay. So let's talk about roundabouts. Roundabouts. Yeah, you know, to be honest with you, roundabouts, like how do you feel when you're approaching a roundabout? Most people hate them. Well, you know, some hate them. Sometimes I can hate them depending on where I'm at. If I'm in St. Pete and hitting that one roundabout, I'm like, oh, I hate this one. But when I'm going to the school to take Becca to her anime club, there's a roundabout now there. And I'm like, ooh, and I'm like wanting to go do like a power slide. So it just really depends on which roundabout I'm approaching. Okay. So now Wisconsin and Indiana have just enacted a law. And I think it's actually going across the country. It's kind of an unwritten law with a lot of places, but... Uh, some of them have just actually made a law where anything over 40 foot, like tractor trailers, has the right of way. Hmm. Isn't that pretty cool? Mm -hmm. it, it says, have you ever approached a roundabout uh, next to a semi-tractor trailer and wondered, who has the right of way? It says, spoiler alert, it's the semi. They're um, bigger, that's it, why. Really, it's the truth. You always yield to the bigger animal. Right. It says Wisconsin State Statute 346-18 specifies that drivers shall yield the right-of-way to vehicle uh, vehicles longer than 40 feet or wider than 10 feet when approaching or driving through the roundabout at approximately the same time. The Wisconsin Department of Transportation shared additional information on how drivers should share roundabouts with large trucks. It says, um, and this applies to Indiana too. So it says... Um, oh, I know why. Go ahead, why? Well, my guess, and you could tell me if I'm correct, because you cannot see when you're driving the uh, mirrors. You know how in the back it says, if you if you could see this, you're either too close or, you know, can't see what right turns or certain things like that. And that's probably my guess. That's probably why they would say yield to them, because they can't really see you when you're next to them. Well, I mean, that's probably the reason. I mean, that's let, let's read it and see. It says, okay. It says the Wisconsin Act 139 requires drivers at a roundabout to yield right away to trucks and other large vehicles and combinations of vehicles such as trucks towing boats or RVs towing cars, measuring 40 feet or bigger. So it's not just tractor trailers. It's see, anything. See a guy with a big boat? See a guy pulling a fifth-wheel camper? You're supposed to yield. And this is, we're talking to, you know, the regular motoring public here. So just anything, really, with a class B, class A, or pulling a boat. 
Correct. And then it says also motorists are required to give space to larger vehicles when approaching the driving uh, or and driving through the roundabouts. It says the law was passed in in the interest of safety as commercial trucks can weigh up to 80,000 pounds and most larger vehicles have an expanded turning radius. So it would kind of go with what you were saying. I, I read another article where in roundabouts there's been many, many cars that got crushed underneath trucks because they got on the roundabout and the truck didn't see them and they kind of got underneath it. And then, of course, once they got underneath it, I guess something happened. And then next thing you know, the tandems are up on top of your car. Hmm. So, yeah, you got to be careful. Mm -hmm. It says drivers are asked to remain mindful that all motorists approaching a roundabout must yield to any traffic already within a roundabout as Signed and per law, mm-hmm. if two large vehicles approach a roundabout at the same time, so two truckers coming, it says the vehicle on the right must yield. That's normal law. Right away to the vehicle on the left. Mm-hmm. Let me see. No, usually the guy on the right has the right away. That's what he just said. He said no. The one on the right has to yield. So to the one on the left. So the one on the left would have a. Well, either way, because it has a clearer passage getting onto the roundabout because he's got if if you're next to each other, right, the right and the left, and you're getting onto the roundabout, the person on the left has a clearer view. So they want them to get on and out of the way before the person on the right would go on. Okay, so either way, either way, the roundabout rules most and I I read another article that said most people don't even know the rules on the roundabouts. And, you know, to be honest with you. Be cautious. Well, we grew, up, we grew up in Pennsylvania. There was I've never even seen a roundabout in Pennsylvania. No, I think our first roundabout, at least my first roundabout, was when we went to St. Pete, and there was the roundabout down there before you get down into, or is it Clearwater? Clear, Clearwater. Yeah, before you get onto Clearwater Beach. That was my first experience, I think, really with a roundabout. And I'm like, what the heck? So mm-hmm. it was down here when I got them. Yeah, I've never, you know, and, and I'll be honest with you, I never realized the rules. You know where I really started seeing roundabouts? When I became a trucker. And I started running New Jersey. New Jersey is loaded with roundabouts. Wasn't there another thing that the uh, Jersey uh, jug handle, that's what it is, Jersey jug handle that you used to talk about? Um, I don't know. I, honestly, just all I, all I know is when I, we started going to, into little towns in New Jersey, you sort of get used to the roundabouts. You know, it's it, they're designed to keep flowing. If If everybody knows how to use the roundabouts, they actually flow real nice. Yeah, I mean, it, it, it takes away the portion of having a four-stop. Right, It's there's, there's exactly, you got all kind of turns, you don't have to stop if you do it correctly. It's pretty, you know, Clearwater's pretty smooth. I, I always see, see them do it smooth. So, anyways, let's move on. Last but not least, J.J. Keller. Keller? It's not last, though. Yeah, it is. No, it's not. No? No. Okay. Well, J.J. Keller. The trucker's secretary. The trucker's secretary. This is the most important time that a trucker needs to have J.J. Keller. You know why? Why? Because it's the beginning of the year. And what happens at the beginning of every year is a driver has to renew and do um, all his paperwork. And they at J.J. Keller will help you do that. Call 888-601-2017 and talk to J.J. Keller. The trucker secretary. Yes. Okay, so, and you have the last sponsor then. Ready to go? You did them last week. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so the 
thing I wanted to talk about. Talk about it. Lay it on us. There's a, I, I read this thing. It says, why accidents between large trucks and passenger vehicles happen? Why do they happen? Well, there's plenty of reasons, but here's the thing. Okay. You know, I'll, when you discuss this with, like, truckers, a lot of them, they're real quick to go, oh, 90% are caused by the car. It, that, that's not what this article is about. This article is not about who's, and, and it's going to mention, and I'll, and I'll say it, cars do cause more accidents between them. But here's the reasons why, if you're a trucker and it's your fault, these are the reasons why truckers usually are at fault and why cars are at fault. That's what this article is about. So tell us, who's at fault? Well, check it out. It says, while the large truck crash causation study says passenger vehicle drivers are overall more often at fault for the collisions with commercial trucks. So we get that out of the way, okay? Mm -hmm. There are several causes of accidents that are more likely to be the trucker's fault. No, it's always the trucker's fault. Now, you're just, what you're doing I'm being sarcastic. You're being sarcastic (laughs) and saying, like, what everybody likes to blame the trucker. Yeah. But this is not what this is about. This is... This has nothing to do with it. This okay. is all. This is a breakdown of if the trucker is at fault. These are the usual reasons. And this is what that lawyer says, right? Right. And it's okay. What it is, it's it's easy. What's good about it is, this should put you mindful of what usually causes accidents that are mm-hmm. truckers' faults. Right. It says according to an analysis of the LTCC, the truck driver is more likely to have been at fault if. The critical reason for an accident was, okay? okay. I'm going to read that again. Okay. The trucker is more likely to be at fault if the critical reason for the accident is as follows. Okay. okay? These right. are the reasons why. Recognition is the first one. It says not seeing uh, what was happening, inattention, or distracted driving. Hmm. Okay, so if, if there's an accident between a car and a truck... This is what they're saying. The majority of the times it's going to be the trucker's fault is because if the trucker's at fault, it's because he was probably texting. Wasn't paying attention. So right. not looking far enough ahead. Right. Yeah, that could be it too. That's going to be one of the reasons actually, or just not seeing what's going on. Like you said, mm-hmm. the second reason is a driving decision. It says such as speeding or other forms of aggressive driving. Mm. And so, I mean, you can see videos of it all the time. And most we tri- just got one not long ago of a of a driver that was he was driving down the road, but he caught an aggressive truck driver around him. Yeah, I mean, it is. And we, you and I, seen an accident on the turnpike yesterday when we were going. And what 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 did we see? A a camper. A camper clipped the truck. Yeah, and you <laughs> I, you could tell that that was the the, the camper's fault because yeah. he looks like he came over too fast because everybody had to stop because there was a bumper in the middle of the road. He, yeah, with his mirror and everything. He ripped the trucker's he, bumper. The off. whole fender. Poof, there it was exactly. So, you know, and and that guys that are driver. guys that are camper drivers are not professionally trained. And we'll talk no, about no, that. they're like no. Well, they're just not. So he caught the trucker's fender, and that was pretty clear whose fault that was. Here, the third reason why, if it's a trucker's fault, it could be vehicular failure, such as failed brakes or blown tires. So a lot of times, if it's vehicle failure, it's not the car. Car, uh, It's usually, because like, for example, if a truck driver blows a steer tire, Mm -hmm. and Mm -hmm. he's loaded, sometimes that tire will take you where it wants to go. Right. Okay, or... 
this is one of the reasons why DOT does their blitzes. Mm -hmm. And a lot of times the brakes are one of the main things they check. Yeah, they actually have that usually as one of their blitzes where it's just mandated. It's going to be just strictly on this. And I can see that at first. The only thing that I, when you said vehicular, I kind of, it threw me off because I was thinking of just strictly a car because I'm so used to a car being stated as a as being the vehicle, not a tractor. Because the tractor in my mind always either is a semi or a tractor trailer. I never really kind of threw me off in a minute. Okay. He's giving me the creepy eye look I like wanna, I'm totally insane. I, I don't really have time to make fun of you, but it's... <laughs> It's still a vehicle. I know it's still a vehicle. Yeah. It's just I when you first said it, I had I, I had that, huh? But, right. You know. Okay. Moving. Moving. Okay. Moving on. Moving just on to the go next. Go further. One. The next one it says <laughs> driving too fast for conditions, failing to slow down for inclement weather mm-hmm. or congested traffic. Yes. So that is one of the big accident structures. In fact, that's one of the deadly big ones. Right. That's where they run over. Like trucks or cars, you know, like right. It's it's failing, failing to know what's up ahead. Right, and that's what we said earlier. You have to pay attention to what's up ahead of you. Well, again, I hate to beat a dead horse, but horse. Huh? (laughs) I hate to beat a dead horse, but the CB. Yes, true. When when all of a sudden there's stop traffic and somebody on the other side. Going the opposite way is yelling, back it down, eastbound, back it right. down, eastbound. There's, right. there's, um, everybody's, everybody's slamming their brakes on you. Mm-hmm. Well, you come up over a hill. Um, a company sent me a video once, and they just wanted me to see it. I was never allowed to use it, but because I'm friends with the guy, he said, I'm going to show you this. And a trucker was doing 70 miles an hour, right? Mm-hmm. And he come up over the crest of this hill, and the sun was in his eyes. And right on the crest, right as he went to go over, it was stop traffic. Mm. And he ran right up the back of another tractor trailer, and he was killed instantly. And his trailer, everything just went through everything. And it, it was a nightmare even to look at this thing. That's such a shame. And because they didn't want it published, right? they asked me, hey, we want to show you this, but you can never publish it. Well, I'm not even going to tell you the name of the company, but the bottom line is, Okay. You need if, to be aware. If, if th- this guy didn't have a CB, okay, and because the sun was, you know, right in his eyes at that certain time of the day, he never even hit the brakes. No, he didn't know p- people were stopped. That's what I'm saying. If if he would have had a, if, if everybody was using their CB, this guy would have. He would have known there was stop traffic right when he was coming. Because, th- you know, generally when drivers are going to be warning you about certain things, they are giving pretty detailed, you know, mile markers or, you know, right here when it's doing this, you know, as far as like a, a split or a crest, like you said, with a mountain, with a with the road. So they're really detailed when they're trying to explain to you what you need to be aware of. Well, not even just that, just that. Ins- See, to me, the, the scary thing about it is, is when you all of a sudden hear back it down, back it down, back mm-hmm. it down, that... That means something, you're, you're seconds from destruction. Right, slow down. Right, and that, just that particular kind of accident alone is, to me, reason to have a CB. Nothing, I mean, if you don't care about sitting in traffic because 100 miles up ahead there's a traffic jam and you don't really care about going around it, that's fine. That's your 
Good choice. The other, the main reason to use a CB truly is that that three three seconds ahead of you, something just happened. Yeah, the safety portion of it, whether it's be where you're trying to, you know, be safe when it comes to someone being stopped in front of you, or ice, or snow, where there's a pile up, any of that kind of information is where it's a safety, a precaution to try and save lives. That's where it's really important. Right. So if, if again, I'm not going to beat you guys up with a CB today, but I would tell you guys that there's a movement right now and many people write into us saying, hey, I never believed in CBs. I never realized what CBs can do for you until we started listening to the show. Also, other people have told us, hey, I wish I would have had a CB because... I got into an accident, and it would have probably saved me. Mm-hmm. So, um, there's a lot of guys out there thinking, well, all you got to do is drive, you know, according to weather. And, you know, and, and I agree. If you're a very cautious driver, you can get away with it um, maybe your whole life. Maybe. But, but look at this guy that was in, I think it was in Arizona where it happened, or New Mexico. It was out there somewhere. When he came up over that crest and didn't have a CB, there it it wasn't in climate weather. It was sunny out, in fact. And all of a sudden, because of the angle of the road, mm-hmm. at that split second, he couldn't see. Just for that split second. And there was stop traffic right there. So, you know, all you guys that think you're going to be driving according to the weather, you wouldn't have known. No. You know, if you're driving, in fact, wait till you hear one of the reasons. Here, I'll, I'll, I'll add this to it. It says, adding... Uh, additional contributing factors to truck accidents that are more likely the truck driver's fault include this failure to stop or avoid the crash. Mm-hmm. Um, listen to this one Unfamiliar- unfamiliarity with the roadway. With the area, yeah. Yeah. See, now there's the perfect, that guy we were just talking about. Perfect mm-hmm. example, right? He didn't know it was going to crest over and stop like that. Right. He didn't, I mean, like maybe a local guy might know, okay, at five o'clock in the afternoon, the sun is really bad when I'm coming up over this one hill. Exactly. Well, here's a trucker, right, that probably was never maybe on that road before, okay, and he'd come up over that hill, or maybe he was on that road before, but not at that time of the day, mm-hmm. and just... All of a sudden, he was unfamiliar with that specific situation. Right. And boom, the man is dead now. And so that's what this is saying. It says an, an unfamiliar area, um, uh, number three would be delivery deadline pressure. So you get a guy that's maybe. Rammy. And it could be your company's pushing you. It could be you. You could be, you've overslept. And now mm-hmm. you're rushing because you know if I don't get, to, I mean, I was talking to a company the other day. One of their drivers went to Sam's Club late. Sam said, no, can't take it. You were, he was hours and hours late. They rescheduled it. He was late again. Now, he, now they rescheduled it for a week, right? Because the guy was late. All I'm saying is if you're he late. Was late twice? Well, it's a long story with this okay. guy. But the bottom, right. the bottom line was if you're late, don't rush it. Your life isn't worth it. You know, many guys get into an accident because now they're beating it hard right. to get there. And the bottom line is. You're better off being late than crashing. Right. Well, usually when you're late, what's the, I know with me, the first thing I'm going to do is usually speed. So if I'm late for something, I'm going faster. Also with some people, I'm, I'm not quite as bad as this, but I do know some people that have said it when you're going faster, you're not as, as paying attention to the surroundings for you. So even though I'm driving faster, I'm still trying to pay attention to, to the best of my abilities, but there are people that don't. 
So that kind of all stems to the same thing. You're still looking at me weird. No, I'm not. I'm listening okay. to you. Sorry. All right. So if someone's not paying, you know, trying to, to get there faster now because they are late and they're speeding and they are not familiar with the areas. I mean, that could really get to a really yeah. horrible situation. I mean, there are roads that local people know in each one of your areas and states that are famous for people wrecking. Mm-hmm. And I mean, Cleveland is a big one. You know, Pennsylvania, I couldn't tell you how many windy roads are in Pennsylvania that are so crazy where truckers are famously wrecking all the time. So because they don't know the area. And like you said, add, I'm late into mm-hmm. that. So you have those two factors going, boom, that's a, a recipe for an accident. Right. When you were saying about the light shining and the sun shining in your eyes, mm-hmm. when um, I actually had a job, working in um, RC Cola, and when I would drive to work every day and when I would drive back from work every day, I would end up having the my the sun in my eyes both times, and I hated it. The, the worst thing in the world, and it doesn't matter if I tried to leave earlier or if I even hung out a few more minutes afterwards, I would still have the sun in my eyes on the way to work and on the way back, and it was on 895, Going from eight ninety five is a very dangerous road. That's a good yeah. example of a it, road if you if a trucker's on it, boom. Yeah, because it, it and, and it does that. It, it does the 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 little hills in it, and then dips. it angles, mm-hmm. and then you're you're angled, and you're doing a dip, and you're looking at the 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 creek <laughs> next to you or the little rivers next to you. Yeah, no, it's horrible. And then you have the one whole side's nothing but mountain. So yeah, I wasn't enjoying that. Okay. Um, I agree with you last, uh, I just want to real, before I forget, get in this last reasoning that's in the, um, this report that they have, if a trucker's at fault, this is another contributing factor. Now listen to this one. Okay. A false assumption such as expecting the other driver to turn or yield or stop. Oh yeah. Well, well, think about that for a second. I mean, that's, that's you thinking the other guy knows what he's doing. That's all. That's all I'm saying is when you assume, Mm -hmm. okay, this guy knows what he's doing. How many people have shot out on the highway that was supposed to yield and and hit cars and and you're going, well, this guy did that. Well, and if you would have assumed that the guy don't see, I always tell people assume the other driver don't know what he was doing. (laughs) You know, instead of thinking, okay, I know this is this guy should be let going left or turning or doing something. Um, listen to this. In, in cases in which the car driver is at fault, the cause of the crash is more likely to be these following. Driver error, overcompensating in a turn or drifting from a lane. Illegal maneuvers such as illegal turn. Fatigue or falling asleep illness or alcohol and drugs. So if you go back to that last reason that the truckers are usually at fault, assuming, mm-hmm. see, here's what truckers got to realize. You're highly trained. Truckers really are. We are highly trained. We're, we're, we're taught how to look forward. We're taught how to yield. We're taught how to obey the laws better. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. The general public is not nope. trained professionally. No. So when you say, I mean, how many times we're in Florida, Mm-hmm. How many times do I say to you, why don't people use their turn signal? Oh, it's so annoying. It, it's crazy. Like just for example, people in Florida will cut in front of you. There's a reason people in Florida know if you're from Florida, you already know when you come to a red light, when that light turns green, count to three. 
Every, yeah, you every, never go forward. If, if you're in Florida visiting us and you're behind a guy that hasn't pulled out yet when the light turns green, just give it a just, second. Yeah, just he's, be patient. He's waiting for the dumbass that's probably going to come barreling through the red light. He might be saving your life. Yes, I couldn't tell you. A couple times when I, we first moved down here, even tractor trailers, cars, whatever, you go to pull out right away onto a highway and all of a sudden, vroom, vroom, and a guy goes flying yeah, right through. Yeah. And you're like, wow, that guy, I would have been dead if I would have stopped. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the way it really works. So don't assume that the other drivers know what they're doing. They're not going to stop at red lights. Assume they're going to cut in front of you. Mm-hmm. Assume when they're about to yield onto the highway that they can't, that they can see that you can't get over for them. Okay. You should just assume that the guy don't know what he's doing right. and, and you'll get in less accidents. And that's just the truth. That's a good, that's a very good um, analogy and a very good way of saying that because I think you're, you're 100% correct with that. Assume the driver don't know what they're doing. Last couple notes and we'll be done here. It says statistics from the study indicate that trucks or truck drivers are more likely to cause... Okay, be the cause of a crash because of the trucker's aggressive or inattentive driving. So the number one reasons why truckers cause, remember, if we just so everybody knows, we're not saying truckers cause more accidents. So some people don't hear me when I in the beginning of this podcast we stated the car is usually at fault. We understand that. Most of the times cars are the cause of the accidents. Okay, because I was, but I this, was getting a little but, furry there but because this, I thought you were getting on the trucker. No, I'm not getting on the trucker. Okay. Um, that's why I'm saying this at the end. Also, we said it at the beginning. I'm saying it at the end. If the trucker, if, I'm going to use the word if. If is a good word. If the trucker is at fault, it's usually the majority of the times it's inattentive driving mm-hmm. or aggressive driving. Mm-hmm. That's usually, and I'm talking about when a car and a truck get entangled together, you know, a car versus truck accident. That's the reason why the trucker would be at fault most of the time is aggressive driving or inattentive driving. That's really bottom line. So the inattentive is where he's paying attention to something other than what's in front of him. Right, he's distracted. And the... The what? The aggressive driving? It means he's driving like a dumbass. Yeah, I was going to say it, but I... yeah. That means, okay, you feel like you got to hurry up to get there. You're not blah, blah, blah. All, all it's saying is aggressive and inattentive is the main reasons truckers are at fault. Yeah, That's, so stop being so aggressive and pay attention. Yeah, so all, and, and I'll go back to it again. So just in case somebody out there is going, oh, my God, the car's at fault. And yes, but that's not what we're talking about. We're not talking about who's at fault most of the time. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'll say it just to make everybody happy. Truck drivers are not at fault most of the time, but when they are at fault, these were the reasons why right. a trucker is at fault. It mm-hmm. says passenger vehicle drivers are more likely to cause a crash because of adverse physical conditions or dr- a driving error, which means, okay, this listen to this, which means truckers make less mistakes because they are trained better. That's what that means. Hello. Dri- uh, car drivers make, are the, the reason car drivers cause more accidents is because of their own errors because mm-hmm. they screw up, which truly means there's a, that's a good reason why truckers don't cause as many accidents is because we're trained more. Mm-hmm. It's, 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 it's a, it's a, it's a fact. Yeah. I can see that with like cars don't know the length that it takes for trucks to stop. Cars don't know when they're going so fast that it does seem like they're going faster. So when you, they pull out in front of us or in front of a tractor trailer, that the tractor trailer like just can't slow down like the car could. That's the inexperience and the the ignorance that the car has versus what a tractor trailer would have. 
Yeah, there's there's plenty of reasons why. But anyways, that is my little segment on why a trucker would be at fault. If he if he's at fault, these are the reasons why most truckers get into accidents on their own fault. Okay? And the bottom line would be pay attention and don't be aggressive. Exactly. That's you, you you in fact trucking companies all share this because if you can eliminate probably most of the reasons why a trucker's at fault. Mm-hmm. If you can get them to pay attention and just realize one thing, you don't have to beat the clock. If you can't beat the clock, don't worry about it. It ain't worth losing your job or getting killed or killing somebody else. Let's move on, Ruth Ann. Do you have anything for us? Do you have I a, do. you have a joke for us today? I have a few things. One, our last sponsor is the CDL tests that we um, that have come to us. And their website for individuals would be um, www blah 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 driving dash test dot org backs well, forward slash sorry cdl dash premium forward slash that is what they do is they help you take your driving test and to pass it in a timely manner so yeah i see that there's like like over, I think it's like over a thousand questions that they give you. They they, they guarantee you to pass. Yeah, and by the, the way, the program includes a massive set of fifteen thousand or fifteen hundred plus of exam-like CDL questions broken up by knowledge exam type. So what they do is they try to make it as as easy as possible to get you to remember the information needed to pass your CDL. I think what it is, it's like $49 for a month, mm-hmm. and that's probably all you need it yeah. for. I mean, is is maybe for one month. But even if you're in a trucking school, they're, they, they're, uh, trucking schools are actually uh, starting to adapt to this program. So if you are in a trucking school or you're taking your test on your own, for I think it's like I said, for $49, mm-hmm. they guarantee you... Yeah. 95.2% success rate they have. Correct. They guarantee you to pass your test. Mm-hmm. So... Pass guarantee, give, money back if you complete the program, but still don't pass. Give them that address real quick, and then we're going to move on. Uh, again, for the individuals, it's driving with the with the dash test.org forward slash CDL dash premium forward slash. Okay. Sounds great. Moving on. Moving on. So my joke and my word of the day, my word of the day, I'm going to do first only because I feel that I, I feel it completes it better when I do the joke last. So the word of the day actually surprised me. Okay. Ready for it? Sure. Woodshed. Yeah. Just like it sounds. Just like it sounds. Woodshed. Like I'm going to take you to the woodshed. Yeah. Yeah. But it's not meaning the, uh, the, the, um, I'm going to say the next thing though. Troy made me watch the Texas Chainsaw Massacre last night, but not the old one, the new one. I'll get with that in a second. The, woodshed. The bus scene is the best. Oh, my gosh. Come on, go on. Okay, woodshed. Woodshed is from actually the 18th century, and it's a verb, and it's to practice a musical instrument. Go figure. Yeah, really, because usually when you're taken to the woodshed, it means you're getting a beaten. Yeah, I never, ever, ever, n- never knew that a musician who woodsheds several times a day will soon become a master of her instrument. The band's guitarist, Robbie Robertson, woodshedded so insistently he was known to take his guitar to the restroom. 
Well, you're tongue twisting there. Okay. I was tongue twisting there. So what, let's hear your joke. Okay, my joke. What do you call a nutty dog in Australia? A nutty dog in Australia. Mm-hmm. Tell me. A dingoling. A what? A dingoling. A dingoling? Yeah, the dingo ain't my baby type of thing. Dingo. <laughs> dingoling. <laughs> Man, that was a flat one. Okay, so I still thought it was funny. But with the te- Texas Chainsaw Massacre, you know how earlier you said about people using their cell phones to capture these situations? That was the best scene. That's what they did on this bus. Yeah, all these nerds were on the bus. There was like a 20 of these nerds on the bus on the new Texas Chainsaw. And well, the one guy even said, go ahead, buddy, well, I'll ruin was, your, that's what I was going to say. <laughs> Leatherface walks on with his chainsaw and he cocks his head and to they the all side. Start, they all start filming him. <laughs> so he's, he's looking at him with his head cocked sideways. Like, what are you doing? And so, so he's going to start the chainsaw <laughs> and, and, and one of the geeks goes, go ahead, buddy. What do you say? I'll sue you or something like I, that. I'll ruin you or something like that. Cause of, you know, like with the online thing, you know, that's the first thing they're going to do is try and ruin you by getting you on video doing the wrong. Yeah. So he just cut them all up. It was so, it, oh my gosh. Some of them were like really horrible though. Like, like really horrid. It was like, if you like gore, just watch it. The Texas chains, Texas chainsaw massacre, 2022. All righty. We're out of here. Peace. Peace. Praise the Lord.